0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Investor Lab. My name is Goose. My name is Gabby. And Gabby, what's The Investor Lab all about? <laughs> it's the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. Sorry, I shouldn't. Have, I, I know you don't like surprises. Under.
1: Bus thrown under.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know you don't like surprises. I shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> good episode.
0: Great episode. Why good was it a good episode? episode.
1: Um, relevant. Relevant, <laughs> relevant, helpful, timely, value-packed.
0: It's got like it's got like tips. It's got it's got six key points. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is like a shopping list. I think they call it a listicle when it's written.
1: Do they? Yeah, them,
0: them, the hip people. The, yeah, the them, days. Them. the them, days. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so there's six. What we're talking about today is the six reasons that now is the best time of year to buy, and there mm-hmm. are six, and they're very good. Um, <laughs> Sold. <laughs> done. See you on the inside. (laughs) Bye. Um, (laughs) So, I'm having a few laughs on this one. The Christmas cheer is coming in strong. It's coming in hot. It is. I'm getting hot flushes. I'm getting cheer flushes. So before, just let's stay on track because we've got to get through the intro so people can get into the juice of it. So there are six key reasons that now is the best time of year to buy. Yep. And I encourage you to check all these out and you use them to your advantage because they are good. And we go – all in and around him. We have a bit of fun. We mix him up in the bowl. We 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 roll around in him a little bit. We do all kinds of stuff uh, to make it fun and enjoyable and also supremely impactful. So I know you're going to love this episode. This is ideal for anyone who is thinking, actually, let me rephrase that. This episode is episode is ideal for anyone who is financially prepared to buy right now. Mm-hmm. This is ideal for you. Right, You might be thinking, oh, but I was thinking about waiting. If you're financially ready, if you've got the cash and all that stuff, listen to this episode. You're going to get a lot out of it. Now, if you're not financially ready, then listen to this episode and use it to seed your thinking for next year and mm-hmm. then come back to it and listen to it again next year. There's a very timely episode that is going to be impactful for the people who are ready to take action right now. <gasps> so – Did I miss anything, Gabby?
1: No. I think it's it's just important if you're, like, if you are like most people at this time of year, you feel that pull to just kind of chill out and you feel that pull to wind down right now and you're like, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines for the next little bit and just come back to it, you know, January, February, and then I'll get going. It's important because as as we talk about in the episode, it's like most people are thinking that way.
0: Yep. Totally. So,
1: that means there's a huge change to activity. So... Now really if you want to listen to this episode it's going to give you all the tips on how to take how to make the most of this time um, when others are kind of just napping on the
0: couch hungover <laughs> we don't get hungover not anymore not anymore no anyway guys let's get into it so uh, as ever make sure you hit the subscribe button make sure you react if you're w- watching this on some social platform <laughs> react give us a react um a, and,
1: a positive react yeah good. Just,
0: yeah give, give us a good one give us a good one um <laughs> make, but make sure you subscribe subscribing is really awesome because then you get to get to know more about us when mm. things come out yet yeah, whether we're on spotify or youtube or apple anyway let's get stuck into it all right guys we'll see you on the inside bye Hey, guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. (laughs) I
1: need to stop laughing every time.
0: Why do you laugh?
1: I don't know. I think it just makes me smile. (laughs) Well, that's good. That is good.
0: Well, Gabby, how are you? Smiley. Smiley. Mm. Smiley. Well, that's good. Why?
1: Went for a walk. Nice walk. Nice. Live in a nice place. It's a good
0: day. It is a good day.
1: Oh, I'm lame sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Things um, can be nice and good and everything can just be just fine, just peachy. That's okay.
1: Just peachy. How are you, Goose?
0: I'm stoked.
1: Stoked? Yeah. Why are you stoked?
0: Well, there's a couple of reasons I'm stoked. So, um, been finding some absolute crushes of properties. Like, I'm, I'm talking like weaponized. Like, I'm not... Not, not this run-of-your-mill kind of like, oh, yeah, I think I found a cool ha-. Like, so sick. Like, triplexes that can be subdivided. Cool. You know, two houses, one block, you know, like just heaps of real sick properties, which – um makes me very excited. You know, it makes me really excited. I love the I love the sport of the deal. I love finding stuff that other people can't find. And not for us, you know, for our clients. That's what gets me real juiced up in the mornings. Um <laughs> it's good any- to
1: know. There you go. There
0: you go, guys. That's what gets there me juiced up in the mornings. All right. So, but the other the other thing that I'm really pumped about is because we're we're racing towards the end of the year right now, and it's this time of year that gets me. Uh, really excited because of the the opportunities that this time of year presents. So part of it is I love the excitement of the fact that we're because what happens in real estate is that the whole industry kind of shuts down around Christmas, right? Yep, yep. And so we've kind of we're kind of running towards the finish line of the of the year, and there's so much that is going on. You know, economically, um, you know, psychographically, um, demographically, there's all this kind of stuff happening. And it feels like it's culminating in this amazing uh, final push uh, to get the best deals, and I'm loving it.
1: It does kind of feel it feels a bit exciting. I think I think this time of year, particularly in real estate, usually it feels exciting. But I think this year, at the end of such a heavy year, it's um it's also very interesting.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's like it's like we've you know it feels like the economy's turned a bit of a corner. The taps are turning on. You know, money's starting to flow, jobs are, you know, job more more people are getting employed. There's jobs bouncing back. Sentiment is bouncing back. You know, it's it's on. And it's um it's really fun. You know, like there's been so many more people uh reach out just in the last week just saying, Hey, I know I haven't spoken in like whatever, six months or eight months, but I'm so keen. Let's get going get get the ball rolling. And that's that's just, um, you know, that's just a microcosm of what's happening uh, more broadly here across in the market. But it's fascinating.
1: What do you think? I mean, this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Is basically this time of year and how, how from our perspective and the general perspective, this is kind of arguably the best time of year. Yeah. To make really good moves. Um, but what do you think is the main reason for those kind of people that are reaching out again now, when maybe they might have been on ice throughout the year and then suddenly they're like, you know what, I'm ready to go now?
0: Well, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty obvious, I think, uncertainty. 2020 has been, you know, let's just say challenging for a lot of people. Yep. Um, even if it hasn't been challenging financially, it's been challenging psychologically and emotionally. You know, there's been, I know people who their business has been going great, uh, and but they've been in lockdown at the same time. So even though things are good, um, they haven't been nice, you know. So what that's done is just more broadly uh, create a lot of uncertainty and doubt, uh, particularly with the media. That you know, at the start of at the start of the whole pandemic period, they were like, "Ah, oh, property prices are going to drop by thirty percent." I actually, I actually, around the start of the pandemic, when I when when it all started happening, and when there was talk, their first initial talks about QE, I started saying, "Then I think that this is going to be the start of of a very huge upswing." And I was lambasted by a lot of people on social media who said that I was I was dreaming and they were caught up in the hype and hyperbole from from although the banks are saying this, the banks are saying that, you yeah, property prices dropped by like two percent, but only really they only really dropped in Sydney and Melbourne, the rest of the country, prop- property markets have been going up and vacancy mm-hmm. rates have been going down. I'm going a little off track here, but the, my 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 point is that I think people are finally realizing that they don't need to listen to the media, and they're actually starting to 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 get back to a sense of normality. You know the fact that the fact that we can now see even some of the most bearish commentators like Martin North, um, who I used to respect, um, however he got so drunk on the popularity of of being featured in all the media that he just kept he kept dragging this story of economic or or housing market collapse through the coals hoping to get one more publication to to get him on there you know and so and so what happened is a lot of people started listening because he was everywhere you know, the reality is now he's even backpedaling and saying, hey, guys, actually, I think property markets are going to go good. And I think he's even started to partner with a finance company to try and offer people finance to buy. It's like, talk, um, yeah, talk about a backpedal. So, you know, I think people are starting to see through that noise. And, you know, we've maintained a pretty consistent narrative throughout this whole experience that, that you know, like it, life is good if you know what you're doing. You've got to be careful, but you've got to know what you're doing. And that's... That, The way you operate in the good times, it will dictate how you operate in the bad times and vice versa. So we haven't changed our methodology. We haven't changed anything we're doing. Our clients have been getting great results. And I think the fact that a lot of people, more people are reaching out is that a lot of people have been watching what we've been doing over the last eight months, more specifically or over over this year and gone, okay, actually... Everything that you've said is being correct, and and you have been getting good results. and okay, now I'm actually prepared to I'm prepared to let let go of my fear and start to take action. So it's really interesting. and I think more broadly speaking, that's because you know you know the economy's opened up a little bit, and you know, things are starting to return to normal. You know, like these sorts of things like we're going to be able to see our family for Christmas and we weren't sure if that was going to happen for a long period of time and now we're making plans to see our family and all of this kind of stuff makes people feel happy and safe and secure and start thinking about the future and start thinking about how they can um, become more prosperous.
1: Yeah. And I think it's kind of like when you're in that period of uncertainty, you kind of like you you drop your eyesight to kind of just what's directly in front of yeah. you like the next couple of weeks a couple of months maybe yep um because you just don't know you're like all i can all i can focus on is what i know which is right in front of me i can't listen to the speculation about if it's going to go well if it's not going to go well listen to this person i should do that listen to that person i should do that um but you're right as the dust is kind of starting to settle a little bit in australia luckily we're, we're very fortunate but as it's kind of starting to re-normalize a little people are starting to kind of lift their gaze and look a little bit more forward totally it's usually the ones where people have been you know congruent and consistent with their message through this period where you're like okay i will actually trust your opinion because you haven't been changing your mind every every second which is obviously you see so much of that in the media you see so much um like you said backpedaling one person one day they'll say this and then the next day it's like it's all it's all on fire and the next day it's like rush and buy it now and then the next day it's all upside down again yeah um but yeah i think you're right it's like if you're the people that are consistent with their messaging are uh um the ones that need to lead through lead lead through the light at the end of the tunnel i guess
0: i think you're 100 right and you touched on a really interesting point like uh when the stakes are high you're only looking at what's right in front of you Mm -hmm. you know you think about it like this if you're free climbing on a cliff face you're not stopping to check out the view you're looking where am i going to put my hand next you're 100 (laughs) focused on the exact next thing you need to do to make sure you don't fall so the same thing goes. But then when things are a little safer and fewer, people have a bit more security, they're more happy to go, okay, cool, let's enjoy this experience and let's think about what we can do. And quite frankly, I think that we're uh, heading towards a, a very strong uh, property market upswing mm. and those who are positioning themselves now are the ones that are going to succeed the most, that's for sure.
1: Totally. I actually just listened to your interview with Akil Patel a couple of episodes ago. What did you
0: think? What was the takeaway? That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. I love I love the high, I love high level like economic principles and concepts. Yeah. Um on a global scale, I think it's really fascinating. Um but guys, if you haven't listened to that, do go back and listen to it because just to hear it coming from someone really like it's, he's just really confident and he's just like it's just a fact. Like this is the cycle and this is what's going to happen. Obviously, he's not being Well, he's
0: an academic as well. He's not yeah, like
1: a... he's not he's... saying it's a fact in terms of like, hey, I'm trying to sell go sell the idea so you go and invest it's mm. just like it's just how the cycle is it's, yep. from an academic perspective it's really interesting
0: totally totally so this kind of leads us into into what we're going to be talking about today right yep so the, the here's the thing regardless of regardless of um you know 2020 being 2020 regardless of any of that this really is i think the best time of the year to buy and a lot of people miss out and mm. I, a lot of people ask the question or when a lot of people ask things like where is the best place to buy and a lot of people often ask when is the best time of year to buy Mm -hmm. and i think there's there's two really good times uh to buy uh and this is probably the best period right now that we're going into
1: christmas time
0: christmas time Mm. (laughs) so there's a few reasons should we should we start banging through there? there's six key reasons there's six key reasons that we've identified that make this an opportune time for pretty much Pretty much anyone who wants to get into the market.
1: Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So you actually you sent this. You wrote this email to our list um, earlier this week. I think.
0: Yeah. 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 I, well, I sent. Yeah, I sent it out. By the time this episode comes out, I would have sent it out a couple of weeks ago, hoping to, hoping to spice people up and let them know what's going on. But if you're not on our email list, then make sure you subscribe. There should be a, a button on the on the website. Just head there. Get, get involved. Send, send us an email. Say good day. We'll, add, well, I'll personally, you know what? Send us an email to hello at dot, dot, dot au, <laughs> and I'll personally add you to our mailing list and I'll send you a personal uh, thank you and a little gift as well if you do that. <laughs> um, so there you go. There's a little bit of insight. Right. So what do we, come on, come on, Gabby. Where, yes. Why? 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 Why is this why on earth is this the best time of year to buy?
1: I think you need to tell me. <laughs> I
0: think you're chomping
1: at the bit to tell I'm me. I'm fanging. I'm yep. fanging for it. All, All right. right. Six reasons.
0: All right. So I'm I'm, you know me, I've got a propensity to to go a little tangential. So you've got to, your job. So is, is there
1: actually to... ten reasons?
0: <laughs> no, there might be. There might be. <laughs> there yes. might there might be. So you've got to keep me on track, All right? I'm right?
1: the bumper rails.
0: you're the bumper Let's rails. Go. All right. So Here's the thing. Let me just take a little zoom out a little uh, a little second because that, oh, I've already started. I know. I know. Oh, no. oh, no. oh <laughs> hang on. Back on track. Get back on track. Right. So no, I'm going to zoom out. All right. So I'll because I'll allow it. I'll be- allow it. Okay, because 2020 has been pretty challenging, a lot of people have been sitting on their hands. You know, it's pretty it's pretty natural that people are thinking, okay, cool. I'm actually just feeling like I'm starting to catch my breath for the first time. I feel like I'm just getting my head back above water and things are just coming good. Mm-hmm. I just need to take a little breather. And that's fine. That's fine. And that is totally understandable and acceptable. However, a lot of people are doing that. So... Mm-hmm. One of the one of the this is actually reason number three, but I'm going to jump to it for reason number one. It's actually the one of the best time. The reason one of the best reasons to act now is actually to beat the competition. Now, ordinarily, I would say that anyway at this time of year, and the reason being is the same psychology applies everyone's saying well it's almost Christmas I'm thinking now what about Christmas parties when am I going to catch up with friends when am I going to catch up with family are we going to plan a holiday what are we where are we gonna go for Christmas lunch what are we doing for New Year's um, and all of that kind of stuff takes a takes a precedence in in the in the the, the spectrum of what people are thinking about and they go you know what I'm still interested in building wealth, but I'm just going to park that to next year. I'll just wait until things kick kick off, kick off again next year. So typically what happens is between right about now, when this episode comes out, between right about like today... And about January 25th, or I even say the first of February, a lot of people, a lot of other investors are out of the market because they're on a they're on a big extended siesta, and they're just swanning around, and you know, having midday beers and eating chocolate for breakfast, and doing all that kind of stuff that happens for about two months of the, <laughs> two months of the year here in Australia. So that's all happening right now. So what that actually means is a, is a couple of really interesting things because so many people put it in the deal with it later basket, and they go, okay, all right, I'm just going to deal with that. Later, it creates uh, a significant pressure point in February and March when a lot of buyers rush back into the market. Now, I actually think that's going to be exacerbated this year massively. So the, that's the kind of natural flow of things. And and even so, last year we were sort of saying the same thing. We we're like, okay, now the best time to get in the market because most people are going to basically stop and not and deal with this after Christmas. But there wasn't the same pent-up demand, and there also wasn't six hundred billion odd dollars being pumped into the economy, and all of these other kind of factors, which are going to, you know, just absolutely make the property market go off. So what's happening right now is I think we're going to have uh, an acceleration of both of those factors. There's going to be more people wanting to sit on the sidelines now, and there's going to be more people rushing back in in February and March. So the thing there is that if you can get in now when everybody else has taken a break, you're going to have the best, get access to the best opportunities. And also, you're going to benefit when everybody else starts rushing back into the market in the in the first and second quarter next year, mm. and that start, and the property prices start to go up. So the opportunity now is to make significant gains that you might not be able to make if you if you jump in later does that kind of make sense
1: yeah yeah because i think the concept of i think if you if you think about yourself as an individual you can you it's very easy to picture yourself going you know what it is this time of the year it's been a crazy year i'm just gonna hold five like i'm trying to coordinate when i see my family i'm trying to do all that um i do want to i do want to buy an investment property in the next coming months but like right now i'm just not going to do it because other things are priority not debating that other things are bigger priority but Um, yeah. So if you take that as an, on an individual level, you can rationalize it, but it's when you apply that, that most people are thinking the same way Yeah. and that's how you get this effect. And it's kind of like you're saying, you know, in terms of supply and demand come February, March, that, that pent up demand kind of takes back over and that's when you get a surge. But at this time of year, it's like, there's the, the demand has wound back Or is about to wind back when everyone kind of transitions into Christmas mode, but the supply is still there. So you get more, um, which I think we'll probably go into in the next point, is like you'll get more kind of motivation from the sellers because the stock is still there. Like people still want to sell probably more than ever, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. So there's a, there's a kind of big thing there that you touched on that m- what most people are doing and most people are doing one activity. You've got to think, how can, I, how can I pivot and go around the outside and seek a competitive advantage? Now, this isn't all about beating the other guy and all of that kind of stuff, but it's about finding opportunities for you to accelerate. As Mark Twain said, whenever you find yourself on the side of the major- majority, it's time to pause and reflect. And this is exactly one of those circumstances where you can go, okay, what is everyone else doing? And what am I doing? And how can I differentiate myself in the pack? And as you touched on there, another key reason is motivated sellers, right? So a a lot of people have been saying this year, oh my God, there's going to be all these forced sales and forced closures. And oh my God, I'm just going to swoop in and pick up all these bargains. Nonsense, not happening. The reason for that is because the the homeowners have been supported. There's been moratoriums on bank foreclosures. It's you know, you're going to be waiting a long time. You're going to be waiting a long time and you're probably still not even going to see the result you want. But regardless, motiv- there are motivated sellers. And I don't mean because the economy is collapsing and they're all freaking out. It's because, uh, let me ask you this, Gabby, if uh, if a homeowner or if some yeah, a property owner has a property for sale before Christmas, why do you think that is? Because I
1: would would like to sell it before Christmas
0: yeah because they want to sell it before Christmas you know if they didn't want to sell it before Christmas they wouldn't list it before Christmas so guess what they want to sell now anyone who even has a vague understanding of how our society works will realize the fact that if it doesn't sell before Christmas it probably isn't going to sell until February and you know what happens then the listing becomes much older and all of a sudden it's been listed maybe for 900 days or whatever and so then it becomes a little bit more uh, open for negotiation because you know It's been listed for a few months now. And so what can end up happening is they can end up butchering their price. So for a lot of vendors who are trying to sell, they're motivated to sell for a couple of reasons. A, they want to get it done before Christmas. So it's all done and dusted and they can go and focus on their family, their life, have a good time. Yay! I just sold the house. Woo, cool. Let's have a little break. They don't want to have it sitting on the market for months and months and months on end only to... Be negotiated down because it's, it's an older listing and all of that kind of stuff and it starts to become a less desirable listing in the suburb because it's been up there for a long time all of that kind of stuff so there's these factors that play into it that make them want to sell sooner because if you can if you if you can sit there and say well if if I don't sell it before Christmas, I'm probably going to have to discount it anyway. And I'm also going to have the holding cost for longer and I won't have the freedom to do what I want over the holidays. You're actually more likely to want to discount it on the front end, right? To make your gain now and to just have it done and dusted. So you got less, you got less to worry about. Now, That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that all properties are going to be, you know, 20% off coming up to Christmas. (laughs) But what it does mean is that it gives you an opportunity to navigate uh, this, the negotiation in a very different way because you're going to have vendors who are motivated to get their property sold before Christmas.
1: Totally. I was about to touch on that as well, actually, as it, it, you see this playing out in in terms in negotiations. Mm. So we see this playing out a lot at the moment with our clients is most settlements, we might have gone under contract and gone unconditional in the last couple of weeks, but most are trying to settle before Christmas because yeah. that's really when it's done and dusted is... It's out of my hands, I've sold the property, I've wrapped it up and now I get to relax over this period and like get my feedback on the ground and figure out how to approach the next year. So everyone, we're seeing that a lot. It's like, okay, the weeks before Christmas is like where most things are trying to mm. trying to settle. Um, but that's part of you know part of the the beauty of negotiating in this time of year is because if you do know that a vendor, they might they might say that they want a certain price, but they also want certain terms. So that leaves you like if they're more actually motivated to make sure that it settles before Christmas, um, and you're flexible with that, then it le- leaves room open to negotiate on the price because you might suit their terms better.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And that was actually that's actually one of the key reasons. So I think we've co- covered three, right? So we've covered, mm-hmm. uh, we've covered uh, bit competition. Yep. Uh, we've covered uh, motivated sellers. Yep. And you just started hitting on um, using terms to maneuver the price Um, because that's one of the key things. You can only ever negotiate on two, two key components, price or terms. Do you want the money or do you want the favorable terms? And as you touched on there, it's a really big lever for both people because sometimes if a buyer wants to settle sooner or later, then the vendor will have a better opportunity to navigate that. To get the price they want. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, if you can understand the needs of the vendor, they may say, look, I want to sell now, but because it's Christmas, I I can't move until the 1st of February. Mm-hmm. So then what you could do in that scenario is you could say, that's fine. I want it now. I'll secure it now, yeah. which is a great strategy because you can secure it at the price and not have the, op- have the holding costs yeah. So long settlements can actually be really really fun because if you buy in a really uh, in a in a busy market or in a good market where the property prices are going up and you buy a property for let's say $300,000 and then the market moves up by 5% over the next 90 days which is not unheard of then you know you could have made you could be $15,000 up by the time that it settles and you haven't had to carry the cost of debt over that period of time so you can actually make a little a cheeky little win there in, uh, if you play your negotiation or play your terms correctly but that's how it can play out if you can understand yeah. the vendor's motivation and for more tips on on this just go back and listen and listen to one of our episodes called the art of ethical negotiation and um, we touch on all of that kind of stuff how to find out the vendor's motivation and what to do with it but if you can understand that you're in a position you're in the you're in the hot seat to go okay well how do I want to play this particularly as an investor the benefit of being an investor is you're not trying to move into the home mm-hmm. so if you can get as long as you can uh, as long as your finance is in, in good standing order and there's no no rush there then you've got the ability to navigate it to get the best price and be flexible with terms so for example if the vendor was saying no 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 I must I'm, I want this I want this done and dusted before Christmas Day. Now, this episode, I think, is going to come out on about the 10th of December, I think, right, roughly. So that if you found someone today that said, I want to settle in the next 14 days, I want to, I want to settle in the next 14 days. Now, if you have your finance together and you can do that, you can do all the due diligence, there's a very strong potential that you could make that happen, but you would obviously, because of the additional stress and the additional work and all of that kind of stuff, you would obviously want to be compensated by a lower price. And so this is how you can navigate those two things uh, really powerfully in this current market because there's such a dead spot, because there is such Mm -hmm. a big dead spot in the market.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that previous um, podcast episode we did on ethical negotiation because it is a really good episode. Um, But it just made me think about... I think you touched on like investors at this time of year tend to be in a better negotiation position purely from the aspect of homeowners. This is generally an emotional time of year for homeowners, right, for people. But if, you're, if you've got a home, this time of year you might be more emotionally charged about the terms of the property that you want to sell versus if you were trying to sell it in June, So like it might be about I I need a certain price for this certain reason emotionally or I need it to happen like I need it under contract by this date or I need it to settle by this date or I just want to have a relaxing time so I want as long a settlement as possible and I don't really want to move this time of year and there's all this emotion that comes from the homeowner perspective whereas an investor, if you're pretty flexible in your timing um, and the terms, that's really how you can leverage it because it's not about taking advantage of their emotional situation. It's just being accommodating to what they need versus you might have the same vendor, the same property, the same location, as I said, in June and you might not have that same leverage. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. But again, go back and listen to that ethical negotiation episode because we go, go a bit deeper into that.
0: 100%. Do you know who else likes selling at Christmas? (laughs) <laughs> the sales people
1: that makes sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense yeah totally so here's the thing it's like it's christmas bonus time in the sales office right so if they hit their quotas and if they can so they're there they are the so because obviously the the real estate selling agents they're representing the vendors so yep. if, if they're motivated for the vendor to sell as well they're more likely to try and i don't i don't want to use the wrong word here but you know uh, encourage their vendors to take uh, to take the offers that are there. The reason for that. Is they want to get bigger commission bonuses before before Christmas? If they can hit their quota, they're probably going to hit. They're going to get sales bonuses, so they're all racing to the finish line as well. They're going. How many properties can we sell? How? Yes, mm-hmm. let's get going, right? So, so all of a sudden, you've got all of these other people mm-hmm. out there in the marketplace who are also trying to get all the properties sold, and so that you can use that to your advantage as well. Particularly if you are prepared, if you've got your finance ready, and you get everything ready, and you're like, guys, I'm ready to go. Like, no stuffing around here. I'm pre-approved. I've got cash in the bank. I'm ready to buy, yep. all I need to do is my due diligence and if you're ready to do it, let's make it happen. Bam, now is the time of year that you can start to just go, Here, here's the deal. I'm not here to stuff you around. I'm here to buy a property and I'm going to buy it at this price and if you want to sell it at that price, I am finance ready and I'm ready to go and if you want to do that, let's do some business together and if not, I'll leave right now, and then watch. Watch the sales agent leap at the opportunity to have a quick and easy sale. He already understands the terms when you do something like that. He already understands the price. All he needs to do is get the sale over the line. You've delivered him a commission, and all he needs to go and do is to exchange that exchange that commission for cash.
1: Again, it's like so. It's so interesting to uh, to think about motivation. Like, what's motivating the sales agent at this time of year? Yeah, to help with the conversation. Because again, it's like you might have that same sales agent trying to sell a property in june and if you went in with that tactic it probably wouldn't work as well if you went in with like this is what i want this is how it's done like i know that you want this and i can deliver you this all i want is xyz totally. probably wouldn't work compared to this time of year it's like i completely understand your motivation is like get as many sales as possible to increase your personal commission yep. at this time of year and i want to help you to do that so let's get this over and done with as quick as possible
0: yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because when the markets are busier and they and they and they and they're not running up to a deadline. So actually, typically March and September are the months where they'll most they'll more likely be like, ah, I'll see what other offers come along. Mm-hmm. But uh, December and in fact June coming up to the end of the financial year is another time. So June is actually the other time, the other best time of the year to buy, in my opinion. It's always yep. a good time to buy, but you know these are the kind of key things where you start to get these emotional triggers happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's this now's the time where you can go, hey. Wouldn't
1: let's wouldn't, get it done.
0: Let's get it done. Yep. Wouldn't wouldn't you like to have a nicer holiday over Christmas? <laughs> and, it, it, so you can kind of do all that. Now
1: <laughs> it's not bribing, guys. It's, it's it's not, not, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't bribe them.
0: Don't, I don't know. Give it a go. Give, I mean Would you ooh. like to go
1: to Hawaii? I can pay for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? A little a little story. So, like, one of the properties that um um one of the properties that we just found for one of our clients. Uh, so, so, sometimes, sometimes um, buyers agents do a thing with selling agents called conjuncting, and there's nothing typically wrong with it. But the way some buyers agents work is they say I they say to the selling agent, "Look, I've got a buyer for this property, but I want like fifty percent of the commission," and it's called a conjunction. I don't actually don't know what the commission split is. It could be twenty. I'm not, I don't know because we don't we don't conjunct. We don't do that, um, but that's the way that some agencies work together. So, for example, and that can work from selling agent to selling agent too. So, for example, if you've got a selling agent from Ray White in Double Bay, and then you've got a selling agent from I don't know First National in Double Bay. I, I don't know if there is a First National in Double Bay. Yamba. Y- Yamba. First National. <laughs> Yamba. Um, if you have if if one of those selling agents has a has a buyer, but they don't have a property for them, but somebody else has the property, they can go they can go to the other agent and say, "Hey, look, I've actually got a buyer, and they're ready to buy your property." And then they do what's called a conjunction on the sales commission, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a conjunction. So um, we found an absolute screamer of a property yesterday. It's an absolute it's an absolute ripper. So I was on the phone with the agent, and I was getting them all jacked up and you know getting more motivated i was like come on let's do a deal It's all the stuff we've been talking about in this episode <laughs> it was really fun and she's like <laughs> okay all right all right, right let's do it let's get it done okay so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the conjunction right what, what's the conjuncting split and i said oh no 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 no
1: Ooh.
0: no 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 Ooh. no you've got that all wrong no we don't we don't take a conjunction fee i want you I, and I said to her i said i want you to have all of the commission and she just like that and she went oh, my God, this deal just got even better. Wow! Yeah, and I was like, bam. Nice. And you can do that because you can play to their, yeah, because you can play to their, uh, what they're looking for. You know, they want to serve their clients well. Part of serving their clients well is to, is to get the property sold. But also, guess what? You know, they're in the business of making money too. So if you can help mm-hmm. them, if you can make it as easy as possible for them and make it as attractive as possible and be, be prepared, then life's good. Life's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's another thing. Because it's not all about making money. Sometimes it's a little bit about saving money too. Is it? It is. How so? Well, land tax. Land tax is a bit of – um. so here's one for, for – uh, in New South Wales and Victoria, the land tax um, date falls on midnight on 31st of December. Mm. So – that can play into people's thinking. You know, if they some people might want to sell before the land tax date, so they don't, so they not trigger that. Some people might want to. Now, if you're looking to buy and you're not concerned about the threshold that you're in, a, then you're in a great position to negotiate on the price. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because some people want to avoid that that trigger, that 31st of December trigger, and having more money go out of their pocket, so that's another opportunity to save money for some people.
1: So it's like end of financial year sales, but end of. Land tax year sales. Exactly. Great.
0: There you go, guys. There there you go, guys. There you go, guys. (laughs) All right. Awesome. So that's just something something to consider and something to think about. People should be thinking about land tax anyway and making sure they're not going to breach their land tax threshold because sometimes a good deal can go bad if all of a sudden you've got to start paying $7,500 a year or more in land tax. So. Make sure that you are paying attention to that. But if you're paying attention to it, other people are paying attention to it as well. And if you're particularly, if you're say buying off an investor or something like that, they will be more cognizant about the operating costs and the profitability of their portfolio. So you may have the opportunity to say, "Let's get it done. Let's get it done right now, so that you don't trigger the um, the next bout of land tax." Uh, and then you're actually going to end up making more money, and then you could actually use that as a tool you could calculate and just hypothesizing here you could calculate the land tax amount and say, "Look, if we get it done by now by now i'm going to I'll wear all the land tax for the next year i'll I'll get the land tax bill, so I want a, that much of a discount, and you can start to use that to your advantage as well mm. Mm.
1: yeah, okay, so look, uh, the side of this I know we kind of touched on specifically twenty twenty and how this time of year is arguably going to be the best opportunities that we've seen this year Um, but these kind of principles that we just went through they apply every year so it's like if you're listening to this and you're like cool well it's already December and it's probably too late for me because as we're saying it's like if you're prepared enough and you're in a situation these are kind of the things you can think about to help with negotiations and whatnot Um, but they're like I said they're applicable every year so it's like if this is going to help you get prepared for next year Totally. So you can be in a position where you're like, okay, I can be flexible with my terms. I can be flexible with when I need to settle. Um, then you know, revisit this episode next year if you're not ready right now.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is this applies. This applies every every Christmas. Every Christmas. Every
1: Christmas. Go- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, airy Krimis. Mm, yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean this. Um, this does. So here's the other thing. The, here's, yeah, this does apply every air, airy airy, crimas. airy crimas. Here's the other thing. This is just a little bit of an aside. This is probably not one of the um, you know, the six reasons why the festive season is the best time to buy. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing from an emotional perspective for yourself Mm -hmm. and we're all catching up with family all right we all know what it's like right for for most of us we don't see friends and family that often it's usually this time of year we all sort of catch up and you see your uncle and your cousin and your friends and the, the family and everyone's what have you been doing what's been happening tell us about life all of that kind of stuff and no one likes no one likes to have no stories right no one likes to have no stories there's a real primal part of every single one of us that thrives on status. Now, I don't mean status like, yeah, I just got a new Lambo, man. And yeah, I've got a sweet new Ferrari. It's cool. Like, but the status of of succeeding in life, the status of knowing that that you are a winner and not a loser, right? And this is a prime, I'm not calling anyone a loser here, but it's that prime, <laughs> it's that primal undertone of of why status is important. Now, Imagine if, in a year of turmoil and, and tumultuousness, you, you know you're sitting around the Christmas table you know having a big lunch. the prawns are on the Barbie, no shrimps here, prawns. And, you know and you're able to, to be able to tell people that you have won. You know actually, you know what? I progressed my personal wealth journey. Actually, you know what? I've made some really wise investment decisions. Actually, you know what? while the rest of the world was in chaos, I was in control that is a pretty powerful motivator to want to make sure that you can actually close out this year with a win I think
1: mm. I also love the impact that that then has on the rest of the people around you that's totally. that's part of what motivates me to do anything is like I want to be able to inspire other people to do what you're doing, so it's like it's not even a, like there's definitely the status point where you want to feel like you've done something cool and you've got a cool sh- story to share, yeah, but it's also about. You know, like you said, if you show up at Christmas and you're talking about your wealth strategy and how that's how I'm actually doing something at the moment, I'm not just talking about it, I'm not just daydreaming about it, I'm actually doing something. Yeah. And then you see everyone around you kind of start thinking to themselves like, ah, I should really, it's probably time to do something. And then that spurs that within them. And then like that sometimes that's all other people need. So that's what I think. I think that's another layer to being able to show up with that kind of, Experience being like, look, I'm doing something. You don't have to be like, you guys do it too, but it's just naturally what happens.
0: Well, you know, you know what you touched on something really, really interesting there—the tribe effect, right? Because nobody talks about nobody talks about uh, building wealth. Very few people openly talk about building wealth. People talk about it in private and only with other people that they know are already talking about this kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you don't often see many people go, "Hey, yeah, I've got four properties. Let's see how many have you got?" It just doesn't really happen though it probably should, right? Because the more people can talk about it, the more it gets normalized. And what you tend to find, or certainly what I tend to find, is when we have these conversations, when we're brave enough to say, hey, this is, this is what I'm doing to achieve greater levels of freedom, choice and abundance, prosperity, joy, happiness and fulfillment, it triggers other people to start thinking that that's okay too, and to not be scared. It stops demonizing this idea that that personal success is at the detriment of others because we're not playing a zero sum game. You know, you winning doesn't mean that somebody else is losing. That is a scarcity mindset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, helping people to open up and open up a dialogue around that is critically important, and that is the thing that triggers triggers more success in other people. And at the end of the day, if if we all become more abundant and more prosperous in our life, the whole society gets better. And that's the thing. And anyone who thinks that there is only a finite amount of capital or only a finite amount of resources or everything's finite, it's a scarcity mindset and those kind of people are not going to get ahead in life. So understanding that you can inspire change in somebody else just by sharing your story, not with braggadocio, not with hubris, but just, just be real. Just be like, you know what, I'm really excited because you know what, I just bought this property and it's got 6% yield and man, it's it's really cool. There's this infrastructure project going on there and I'm really excited by it and I'm really happy that I'm I'm taking control of my own life. It doesn't need to be like, yeah, man, I'm getting rich. It can just be- <laughs> It I'm... better not
1: be like that. <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast if you're saying those
0: words. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is like just- just by just by being uh, proud enough to say, I am seeking better. I'm on a quest for better yep. and that is my choice. You elevate other people to go on a quest for better as well. Totally. And I think having this, you know, it's not all about making money. It's about, I think it's about finding fulfillment and I think it's about about seeking out betterment better better than now better than you were better you know to continuously seek the edge of better in your life and if you can inspire other people to do that too man they're going to be so much better off because they're going to be on a quest for better and they'll start to improve and as people start to improve in one area of life they start to improve in others you know and that can help people be, become healthier and wealthier and wiser and all of that kind of stuff and gabby you haven't stopped me i've gone very tangential what's going on here
1: i was just letting you go just letting you go. <laughs> and bring it back. Come back.
0: Come back. <laughs> we, we are not gonna get a dog. We are not gonna get a dog. Be like, okay, take the dog to the take the dog to the park and you'll be like, I'll, be, I'll come, where's the dog? I just let it go. <laughs> come
1: me, back, come me. back. Keep I'm like it's not, even, okay. it's
0: not even on the it's not even in the park. Come back. Come back.
1: Because <laughs> you see it have so much fun expressing itself <laughs> and sharing wisdom. Like oh. Look at it go. I'll bring it back eventually. <laughs> go
0: off. Have, have an adventure. You just put the food out and let it come okay. back and it's on you. No course.
1: dog for Goose and Gabby.
0: Got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Anyway, we've gone We've gone way off piece. So let's recap. Let's recap. So this has been a fun episode. Yep. Let's, let's recap. So number one. So there's six, there's six reasons why now is the best time of year to buy.
1: Sweet.
0: Number one, motivated sellers. We covered all that kind of stuff. People mm-hmm. want to sell before Christmas. That's why they've got them up for sale. Mm-hmm. Number 2, no one likes tax, so in New South Wales and Victoria land tax gets triggered on December 31st. Yep. Cool. Number 3, you can beat competition and you you can succeed and you know, you don't follow the crowd and all that kind of good stuff. Great. Number 4, it's Christmas bonus time in the sales office. So, selling agents are more motivated to try and get rid of properties now as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number five, no one likes last season's fashion. So if it's been on the market for too long, it's gonna be feel like a discounted, you know, there is a reason that everything goes on sale on boxing day. It's because it's like it's past that cool time. Same thing happens with properties. Number six, you can use the terms to maneuver the price. Awesome. Awesome. So good.
1: Value right. packed.
0: Value packed. Value value. We're allowed value. to say that.
1: Is that
0: value, weird. Value like,
1: packed. we are so valuable. <laughs>
0: I oh, know I thought you were talking about the podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is value packed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Value packed. Value
0: packed. Anyway, if you have, if you thought this was value packed, then then let us know. Send us a little smoke signal. You Love know, heart. Skyrider.
1: Either either will do. Yeah. Dogs. Don't send us a
0: dog and egg- send us an eggplant emoji. Don't
1: send Gabby a dog.
0: Don't send Gabby a dog. Just send eggplant emojis.
1: Don't do it- that either. Okay, Guys, don't-
0: don't do- <laughs> okay, don't do that. Any other emoji is fine.
1: A- any
0: other emoji. Okay, just send us an emoji. Send us an emoji somehow <laughs> in
1: an email. <laughs> you
0: just send one emoji in an email. That'd be great. Pick S- a favorite emoji. Send an emoji to hello at dash dot, dot com dot au. Any emoji. An- let us it's almost like it's almost like if you're stuck in a mind it's like let us know you're here. like two taps on the rock and let just Mm -hmm. send any emoji let us know you're here (laughs) um do that because that'd be great but more so (laughs) make sure you subscribe make sure you (laughs) make sure you subscribe
1: (laughs) Great. great.
0: yeah no no i'm hoping we're gonna get a whole bunch of emojis with no words no words no email signatures Nothing. it's it's gonna
1: make my day
0: just send us an emoji. That'll be our Christmas present. If, if you want to send us a Christmas, one. just send an emoji. Um, so, and aside from that, make sure whatever platform you're on right now, whatever medium you are using to, to interact with this audio, visual experience, hit subscribe. Ding, bang, 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 ding. Hit subscribe right now. Just stop what you're doing. <sighs> Take a big, deep breath and don't breathe out until you've <clears throat> <clears throat> hit subscribe. <sighs> there you go. That's it. That's as simple as that. <sighs> that's it. You've just subscribed. So you're looking at me like, what the hell is going I'm on? I'm
1: just I'm enjoying it.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So once you've subscribed, that's great. So once you've s- subscribed, you've just done that. Now quickly send us a send us an emoji, hello at dash dot And then think of one person, one person that you could share this with that they're gonna benefit from mm-hmm. this episode. And just hit just hey just one. just one. Just go, hey, Davey. I was thinking of you. Check this out. Done. Send it to them. That'd be great. All right, guys. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.